everyone. Welcome mm. back to Paranormal. We're your hosts. That's Nicolina Savelli. Hello. And I'm Maria. <laughs> I wasn't expecting I was like, are you not going to introduce me? <laughs> <laughs> and Maria Arendi. Yeah, we're here today to talk about ghosts and about Ouija boards and about your mom. Okay. And that's it. Cool. We have to read each other's horoscopes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to mention that, but you said my mom instead. So Not your mom, their mom. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, we could talk about yours, too. Okay. She's cool. Um, we have to read each other's horoscopes. And also, we still have to pick... I've read my horoscope, like, five times today already, so... I read mine once. Um... I still don't know if it's true. <laughs> I read mine once. Uh, and then we got to find things to... Play the fuck Mary kill game with. Oh, oh yeah. But we can figure that you out. You can just wing that one. I mean, why not? Yeah. We'll do the same thing. Horror movie villains. Yeah, we're gonna do the same thing. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Someone mentioned serial killers to me, even though it's kind of like Oh. Yeah. Uh, like they were like like Ted Bundy. And I was no. like, oh my god. I don't know if I want to do that. It's <laughs> really dark. I really I think I should just kill myself. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think I could like say that. No, I would never. And be okay with myself. No, never. Oh God. All right. I'll just dive right in. You want me to? Yeah, just dive right in. How's your week? Um, it's Monday. It's just so. How was last week? Uh, It was two weeks because it's been. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. uh, You know, it's it's Mercury retrograde right now, man. So so shit. So so far, it's been a rough one. Everyone's been having rough ones. Yeah, no this, one's having a great go right now. Except the Pisces. No, the Pisces but are having it the roughest. Are they? Yeah, they're it's in Aries their darkest. Season now, now it's Aries. Isn't it? Now it's Aries, yeah. Um, so everyone should feel a little bit like fiery and like, but like in an angry way. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I know. Same. It's, it's been I was burning. very agitated. Or like yeah, a long... I was scared. I didn't want to talk to you because I thought you were gonna get mad at me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just kidding. You, you're probably right. I might have. <laughs> you were like, I was. I was kind of bad. Not I was at, mad you, at you, but like I would have just gotten mad at anything. No, my mood has been very much like. This sounds so stupid, but it <laughs> it sounds so dumb. But literally, I'm like. I'm even annoyed with myself. Right. I'm totally on that level. Yeah. Like, why do I feel like I want to kill everyone, but even myself? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone around me must be as annoyed with me as I am. Yeah. As like, as annoyed with me as I am. Yes. And then I'm like, that's because nobody likes you. And then I get to like this really like like a spiral well that's a gemini thing that's a complete gemini thing on my way here i was gonna be like do you ever get like that and then i was gonna be like of course she doesn't she's a leo she never feels like that i never really hate myself but love me (laughs) everyone else you just short sort their shit out except for me that's literally how i walk through life it's a problem but i stay optimistic Killing it. So, to all my Leos, peace and love. Oh my god! I I see, I hate myself. Like, who, who would like me? I saw this meme, and it was like, it was all about how um, the the Leos, like, how we all always talk about our haters. Yeah, and I'm like, 
it's so funny because we want haters so bad. Yeah. But yet we do, we, we do so much to make people love us. Right. So it's like, why, how would we have haters if we want everyone to also love us? To hate how much they love you. Exactly. I want you to hate how much you fucking love me. (laughs) Like I want to be you. So I hate you. And for me, I'm just like, I don't want anyone to hate me. I don't want haters. I just want my motivators. (laughs) Right, right. I've lost like a hundred followers just from saying all of this right now. That's like a lot. There was a there was a countdown by an account that I follow, and um, Leo came in eleventh out of twelve of the worst zodiac signs. Do you know what the twelfth was? What? Fucking Libra. Libra was the Libra worst was sign? the worst. They were like fake as fuck. Wouldn't like yeah. And I was like I was like I love Libras. I love Libras because I just they're feel like, like my they're besties. So... Yeah. Um, I just feel like they're so like level. And well, they're like, basically and fair. criticizing the fact that they are too fair because they're really just judgmental and fake. No, and I'm like, and then no. there was like a lot of Libras commenting, being like, "No, we like genuinely just don't like conflict, and like yeah. we're not like we're not fake. Like we just don't want to deal with yeah. it. So we just kind of just walk away. And yeah. like if they're they're allowed to mentally." criticize if they want why not we all everyone else everyone does, does. whatever fuck it so anyway mine, but mine, i was in 11th so i was like mm. all of my close gemini friends. was the first was number one number one shut the yeah fuck because most people hate on gemini's so they were just trying to be like like they, it was an aquarius doing the account so they were trying to be unique obviously oh and they're like gemini's are the best yes i mean i'm gonna be really come on controversial right now and say everyone knows gemini's are the worst and i am it no my best friends are all sagittarius like it just happens that like that's my sister's a sagittarius my little brother's a sagittarius my old friend leanne marissa like that's crazy tons of people that are super super close to me are sagittarius yeah and then yeah and then Scorpios I get along with a lot too. Super interesting. Yeah. I'm Scorpio rising, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think that it might. It might. It might. But I also have like, it's weird. I don't know. It's, well, Geminis get along with fire signs. So like, yeah, I think that's really it. Yeah. Well, there you go. There it is. There it is. All right. You want me to read you your horoscope yeah. for the sixth time today? Mm-hmm. Okay. I might gain some perspective when you read it. You're likely to act with great immediacy, Leo. You will instantly know what to do in a situation, especially in a crisis. You're likely to be thinking at top speed and moving with efficiency and courage. You should feel strong knowing that there's a terrific support system surrounding you in case things go awry. Go out on a limb and take a chance that you might not have considered before. Is this today? This is today. Were you reading yesterday's? This is, yeah, today's. And this is today's. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, um, I did read that one. I did read it. But I thought that I would gain perspective at the end of the day that maybe something would happen. But I was not thinking at top speed today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I even encountered that many conflicts. I had a meeting with my boss, but I always do on Mondays. So mm-hmm. I, you know what? He did bring upon like some issues that wasn't my issues but like something within like he wants to do stuff and I was like 
telling him exactly what to do. And he was like, all right, well, we'll just let you handle that, Ben. Oh, and thanks. Like, so, I mean, I guess. Yeah. 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 That was something I did. That was top thinking, even though I was exhausted. Good. So that, yeah, that's about it. But I don't, I don't, I guess I have a support system. That was like my mom was being supportive today. Thanks, mom. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Everyone loves her. I know. <laughs> so right. somewhat true, but somewhat not really relevant to today. Fine. Okay. Here's mine. I just skimmed over it real quick, but. Oh, okay. You may run into a great deal of optimism from just about every quarter Gemini. I think it says opposition. Oh, opposition. Sorry. No, wow. it's okay. I need glasses. No, it's fine. You may run into a great deal of opposition from just about every quarter Gemini. I think that doesn't make any sense though. Um, every quarter, every corner. Does it say quarter? It says quarter. Yeah, I guess it does say quarter. <laughs> well, you may run from into all four quarters. Opposition from just about every quarter. The most frustrating part about this is that even the people you turn to for help will transform the situation into a bigger mess. Instead of finding relief, you may find more complications and misunderstandings. Perhaps you need to take the situation into your own hands and deal with it yourself. I didn't really have to ask for a lot of help with anything today. There wasn't really, this didn't really pertain to anything today. Like there wasn't a lot of opposition no. From people that, like, I work with, and that's really all that I saw today. So, like... I feel like Mercury Retrograde is making this time, like, really... Can it just fucking not? Like, it's and not... And this, nothing's really clear to me right It now. is March, and Retrograde, I feel like we've already gone through it. Is this the second time? Yeah. Uh, we've... Yes. Yes. Can we explain what Mercury Retrograde means? Um, well, it's something to do with the planets being in retrograde. <laughs> like everything's just in, like, like what everything's kind of just at a standstill and like holding you back. Like when you're like, I feel like it's a current, like holding you back. Okay. So you have to be reflective on everything right. and not make any rash decisions. Oh, it's an, it's an, okay. So it's apparent retrograde motion of planets is an illusion generated by the combined movements of earth and the observed planet in this case mercury yeah so it makes like okay i get it okay and then people just say that like it just fucks shit up because of yeah. the way that the earth is moving mm-hmm. mercury, we, we got three more days together. three days i need it to end now i know I need it to end this week is just gonna this week's been horrid <laughs> it's monday <laughs> I meant last week. Yeah. It feels like one big week though right now. I thought today was Friday. I know. It's Monday. I know. I was at work today and I was like, at least it's fucking Friday. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) That couldn't be worse. I know. I felt that way too. I felt that way too. Brutal. Anyway. Anyway. All right, guys. Today is such a great, super special episode because we're talking about... Ouija board stories, which is just gonna be so much fun. Mine's not that scary, by the way. Yours isn't. Mm-mm. It's not scary, but it's like cool. Well, I'm excited. Okay. And we have a home or like a hometown haunt that was submitted, and I. Uh, it has to do with Ouija boards. So oh, I'm perfect. Glad that that this one came in. Very good. Yeah. Is it my turn to go first? 
I can't remember. I don't I care. I think you went first last time. What did we do? Haunted? No, the last paintings. episode we did was Haunted Paintings. Yeah. I went first. So it's your fuck. That's good because mine's a scary one. Yeah, so that's good. We can end on a scary note. Mm-hmm. Oh, my plumber's messaging me. We like that. It be yeah. like that sometimes. I do like that. Sometimes. Okay, I just had my... I just had it up. This is a very professional podcast. Yeah, we really aren't doing... This is this is not good. I no, can't it's speak. Fine. it's fine. <laughs> it's retrograde. It's not <laughs> you. Okay, so my uh, Ouija board story is the, um, the contact by Patience Worth. Um, so this was a spirit allegedly contacted by Pearl Lenore Curran um, in the 1900s. This symbolic relationship produced several novels, poetry, and prose, which Pearl Curran claimed were delivered to her through channeling the spirit of patient's work. Oh, boy. Yeah. So um, I feel like I should give a little bit of background on Pearl because it um, explains the fact that she is not well educated, so okay. to deliver these novels was quite um, a feat. A feat, yes. Okay. okay. So Curran was born Pearl Lenore Pollard in Mount City, Illinois. The family moved to Texas when she was eight months old, and she started school when she was six. She was an average but uninterested student, eventually dropping out in her first high school year. Later, stating she had a nervous breakdown due to the strenuous academics. She later returned to classes at St. Ignatius Catholic School. Kern was sensitive about her looks, considering herself to be ugly. She admitted to having little imagination and few ambitions, except to be successful as a singer. She had a short attention span and read very little during her formative years. Her family moved to St. Louis when she was 14. She made a last attempt at attending school, but was discouraged when placed in a lower grade based on her academic skills. However, she took music lessons, trained in piano and voice, and aspired to be a prima donna. (laughs) About that time, the family moved again to Palmer, Missouri. As Curran's musical talents blossomed, she was sent to Kankakee, Illinois. Great. Sure. Someone needs to, I don't know, I don't know. Please For voice training, know. yeah, I've never heard of this place before moving to Chicago. Heard of Chicago before. For, <laughs> for tuition from J.C. Cooper. She worked at the McKinley Music Company addressing envelopes for $6 a week. So she wasn't doing any music-related stuff. But, Got it. You know, she was in a music-related rela- environment. Right. Then the Thompson Music Company selling music. From the age of 18 to 24, she worked at assorted jobs in Chicago during winter months, and during the summer, she taught music at home in Missouri. Pearl then married John Howard Curran when she was 24. Though by no means wealthy, they lived a lifestyle which gave Pearl free time for moviegoing or playing cards with her husband or neighbors. The Currans had an average education for that time and owned few books. Neither of them had traveled extensively. The first seven years of their marriage were uneventful. So Mm -hmm. that was basically the precursor to the appearance of Patience Worth. Okay. So beginning in July 1912, Pearl Curran and her friend Emily Grant Hutchings were making a call on a neighbor who had a Ouija board 
And during that call, there came what purported to be a message from a relative of Mrs. Hutchings. Mrs. Hutchings then bought a Ouija board and took it to Miss Curran's house with the idea of continuing the communications. Pearl was somewhat indifferent and had to be coaxed to participate at the board. On June 22, 1913, a communication from Patsy began to come through. Then on July 8, 1913, the board seemed to be possessed with unusual strength and supposed communications from Patience Worth began. Many moons ago I lived. Again I come. Patience Worth my name. Wait, I would speak with thee. If thou shalt live, then so shalt I. I make my bread at, at thy hearth. Good friends, let us be merry. The time for work is past. Let the tabby drowse and blink her wisdom to the fire log. Is what it said. When asked when she lived, the dates were 1649 to 94. Wait, 1649? 1649 to 94. So 50 years she oh, lived. Okay, sorry. I got you. Um, and almost 50 years. And uh, it was in the 1600s. Got it. Um, and her home was across the sea. Okay. Although Worth in- indicated that she was from England, she never named the town or village in which she lived. Okay. She did give some clues, which were deduced by Casper Yost and other intimates of the Currens to indicate that Patience Worth had lived in rural Dorsetshire with her father, John, and mother, Anne. Curran had a mental picture of the place in which Patience Worth lived, indicating that Patience lived in green rolling country with gentle slopes, not farmed much, with houses here and there. Two or three miles up this country on this road was a small village, few houses. Mrs. Curran then visualized Patience leaving for America on a huge wood three-masted schooner. Schooner? Schooner. Yeah, that's it. Schooner. Schooner. I'm such a dick, but like, I know that someone's going to listen to Schooner, for sure. Someone correct her. Yeah, for sure. I'm so sorry. Don't be. Patience was described by Mrs. Curran as probably about 30 years. Her hair was dark red, mahogany, her eyes brown and large and deep, her mouth firm and set, as though repressing strong feelings. Her hair had been disarranged by her cap and was in a big, glossy, it was in big, glossy, soft waves. Mrs. Curran also saw Patience sitting on a horse, holding a bundle tied in sailcloth, tied with thongs, and wearing a coarse cloth cape, brown gray, with hood like a cap with with hood like a cowl, peaked. There, these are very descriptive things that these per, this person is envisioning on this this person. I don't know why. Sorry. <laughs> the face is in a shadow. Oh, the then the face huh. is in a shadow. Oh. A likely story. A likely story, yeah. She is small and her feet were small with coarse square-toed shoes and gray woolen stockings. After a long voyage, the ship ship arrives at the jagged coast of America where they could find no landing place for the ship. They launched several flat boats. According to Mrs. Curran, Patience was standing in the prow of her boat and became one of the first to reach the shore. Patience Worth was later in, later to indicate that she was eventually killed by the Indians. Oh. So I guess she didn't make it far. No. Into she, America. No, she got on shore and was and killed. They, yeah, they, they did that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. They killed her. They just, I just... just Visualize. Some All you did was hold your fist, fist up. up. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, they shook their fists at her so hard that she passed away from shock. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, in 1916, in a book with a foreword written by Casper Yost, editor of the St. Louis Globe Democrat, Henry Holt and company publicized Kern's claims that she had contacted the long-dead patient's work. Kern claimed she began to anticipate what the Ouija board was going to spell, and by 1919, the pointer would just move aimlessly about the board. Kern described pictorial visions, which accompanied patients' words. She said, I am like a child with a magic picture book. Once I look upon it, all I have to do is watch its pages open before me and reveal their beauty and variety and novelty. When the poems come, there also appear before my eyes images of each successful symbol as the words are given to me. When the stories come, the scenes become panoramic with the characters moving and acting their parts, even speaking and, and converse. Mm. The picture is not confined to the, pointed near, to the point narrated, but takes in everything else within the circle of vision at the time. If the people talk a foreign language, as in the sorry tale, which was a specific tale she wrote, I hear the talk, but over and above is the voice of patience, either interpreting or giving me the part she wishes to use as story. Pearl Curran went on to s- describe her association with patience as one of the most beautiful that can be the privilege of a human being to experience. Pearl and Patience together wrote several novels, including Telka, The Sorry Tale, Hope True Blood, The Pot Upon the Wheel, Samuel Wheaton, and Elizabeth Mask, as well as several short stories and many poems. So, Patience. For a girl who didn't, who know, didn't know how. Who wasn't educated. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patience came through and showed her all this. Yes. Yeah, so, the Patience Worth writings. Um, coincided with a revival of spiritualism in the United States Hmm. and Britain, possibly facilitating interest in the matter. Skeptics derided derided certain aspects of the supposed communication, noting particularly that Patience was able to write a novel about the Victorian age, an era some 200 years after the one in which she claimed to have lived. So people are like, oh, well, how would she have? Well, yeah. yeah, obviously. Still, the literature produced was considered to be of high quality by some. For instance, the literary critic William Marin Reddy considered the story tale tale to be a new classic of world literature. Patience Worth Worth was also listed as one of the outstanding authors of of 1918 by the Joint Committee of Literary Arts of New York. She was also cited by William Stanley Braithwaite, in the 1918 edition of the Anthology of Magazine Verse and Yearbook of American Poetry by printing the complete text of five of her poems, along with other leading poets of the day, including a bunch of people. I am not going to go through them. And they post, they published it like- As, as if she as wrote as if it. she wrote yeah. it like in present day. Wow. Yeah. So she, so um, the magazine listed the titles of 88 poems by Patience Worth. In its Whoa. magazines during the 12-month period, only two of which were considered by uh, Braithwaite to be lacking in distinction. Wow. Um, so basically, after the death of her husband, John Curran, on June 1st, 1922, who kept meticulous records of Patience Worth sessions, so he was the one recording the sessions, um, the record of Patience Worth sessions became episodic and fragmentary because Basically, Pearl wasn't able to write. Right. So she wasn't able to document all of these encounters or the communications. Right. 
And Pearl was pregnant with her first child, which was born six months after her husband's death. So Pearl now had a family of four and needed to support herself because she she didn't have a husband. Um, So patients moved then to uh, California to live with an old friend, Mrs. Alexandra Bailey Dotsie Smith in Los Angeles. Patience was kept busy at the sessions, as always, by requests for her comments on major topics of the day and other issues. She continued to communicate through Pearl until November 25th, 1937, when she gave her final communication. Pearl had apparently received a prior communication from Patience that she was going to die, as Pearl told Dotsie Smith, Oh, Dotsie, Patience has just shown me the end of the road, and you will have to carry on the best you can. Oh my goodness. Even though Pearl had not been in ill health, she developed pneumonia in late November and died December 3rd, 1937. So literally a week after. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that is the communication of Patience Worth. Oh my it's God, not I scary. I love that. It's not scary. But I it love was it. cool. A literary Ouija board A literary board ghost. Ouija board ghost. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the names and stuff, but it's honestly like there's so many friggin' British that's okay. Names here, I have to be don't in the be. Victorian era to understand half this shit. Oh my god, don't. But anywho, um, yeah. I think we can take a quick break. I want to make a tea. <laughs> okay. And um, turn some lights on because my story is scary. <laughs> and we're in the dark. Yes. And I've got like a good one from my brother that I remember him telling me. So we'll quickly take a break and be right back. Okay, we're back. I have my tea. You have your tea. I had two teas. What? All right. I'm going to just quickly tell the story that my brother, like what happened to my brother when his, him and his friends were playing with the Ouija board. Okay. So I think they were at their, like my brother's one friend's house and they were playing with the Ouija board and um, like some, I think it was like a soldier. It was a soul. I know it was a soldier that came through the Ouija board. He said cool. he was a soldier. He gave them his name. Um, and then they asked him how he died, and uh-huh. he just spelled out a bunch of letters and numbers. But one person was there writing down everything that he said. Oh, cool. So when they were done, they Googled the letters and the numbers, and it was a type of bomb. Oh. Yeah, but, like, from, like, World War One, That, like, not like none of them would know. Like, no, and they were young. Not. They were younger yeah. kids. Like, none of them would know. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was going to do this story but it was very fragmented yeah um and it was about a uh a plane that went down i don't know if you've heard of it and basically um the pilots came through on a ouija board and they basically told a bunch of people like the story of of like how the plane went down and what was going and what was wrong with the plane and why it all happened and like i i didn't read enough on it because it was like a lot of a lot of other things came out and it wasn't okay, really, it wasn't okay. like full Ouija board okay. because people were seeing them on flights oh and my getting gosh. encounters from them on the flights and like seeing them in person and being like, I just spoke to pilot blah, blah. blah. And they're like, that person died in that plane crash. I need to find this story. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's, it, there's a book it. about it. And I was like, if I could read this book and recite it, we should just do a whole just read recitation a, just of this book. A chapter, an episode. It's very, very interesting. Like <laughs> Recitation of this book. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah. That was my my story, I'm scared. I'm scared. 
And the reason why I'm scared. I'm scared too. I've, yeah, I'm scared. For my story? Yeah. The reason why I'm scared is because, oh God, oh, it's your roommate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Did you legit think it was a raccoon? No. No, earlier. Yeah, I did. Okay, we're recording though. I'm leaving. Get out of here. I'm leaving all of that in. I was genuinely terrified. I wasn't. I know her sound. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Because the person, so I found this on uh, a website called True Ghost Tales. And the person that wrote this, uh, he says that he refuses to even pronounce the name of what came through the Ouija board because he believes that the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. What? Oh, I think I read that somewhere. But I'm going to read it. Yeah. So, okay. So before we start. I also wanted to say that Ouija boards uh, are, are usually not to be fucked with. Well, yeah, and they're manufactured under the precept that they're toys, right. and they're not toys, and they should probably be used. Well, they should be used with caution, and they shouldn't be messed with. Like honestly, I will never play with one. No, ever. never. I just won't. Um, and so I just wanted to say that before I get into the story. Okay. Um. So. So this guy says in the beginning, he says, during my experiences with Ouija boards, one particular spirit always seemed compelled to make its presence known. Its name is Zozo. Mm -hmm. Today, I refuse to even pronounce its name as I believe uh, the mere pronunciation of it can cause itself to manifest it or can cause it to manifest itself. Um, Too many times to count. It has first pretended to be a nice spirit or pretended to be whoever I was trying to contact but eventually it would show its true self. It would curse at me, threaten me, and others that were present in the room. Once it cussed at me using what looked like Latin or Hebrew and using biblical terminology. Um, this guy says that he was genuinely fascinated and startled by how many times um, this demon, I don't want to say its name again, this demon showed up even in many different states and many different Ouija boards. Uh, it always wound up being really nasty and commented freely about how it wanted to possess this guy's girlfriends and take them to paradise. It multiple girlfriends? Yeah, like over the years. Oh, okay. When asked where paradise was, it would spell H-E-L-L. Oh. One time after this demon was being extremely evil, this guy walked into his bathroom and saw his one-year-old daughter was about to drown. Oh, my God. Her mother had left her alone in the tub for just a second, and somehow the water got turned on and was overflowing. Instinctively, was she had Was he playing her... with a Ouija board before this happened? I don't I. It says... Yeah, one time after this thing was being extremely evil. This guy needs to just put down the fucking Ouija board. I agree. Anywho. Instinctively, the daughter had her face tilted up and was seconds away from going under when her dad came in grabbed her from, and grabbed her from the water. The next day, she was hospitalized for a very weird internal infection and was put in isolation for 14 days straight Jesus. as doctors tried to diagnose the illness. Um, they almost lost her, and that was when he began to suspect that it was a demonic attack. Okay. So at the same time... That this happened, his girlfriend maintained a trance-like state. Her personality changed from a very sweet person to withdrawn and uncaring. The demon had said before that it was that said before that it was going to possess her and eat her soul. 
Um, this guy was recording music for a future rock project, and he remembered jokingly asking if it had an opinion on what I should name the band, and it spelled out Iron Tongue, which at the time I thought was pretty cool. Only later, when my daughter's tongue swelled up in the hospital, to the or when his daughter's tongue swelled up in the hospital to the point of asphyxiation, mm-hmm. I realized it wasn't cool at all, is what he said. Jeez. Her tongue became rock hard and distorted her face and it swelled up to where it hung grotesquely from her mouth. They took turns at the bedside at the hospital uh, before what he says for what seemed like forever before his daughter began to recover from the strange affliction. When guests would spend the night in their house, they would claim that they heard frightening voices coming from inside the walls. Objects would be thrown across the room and spiders would come from nowhere. Uh, His girlfriend's brother lived with them and he complained that he couldn't sleep at night because the conversations were so loud that he just couldn't rest. He believed in ghosts and even though he wasn't afraid of them, he said it felt demonic. Lights would come or would turn on and off by themselves. Doors would open and lock themselves. And one night in their bedroom, a vicious laughter uh, emanated from thin air. And he says that to this day, he cannot explain the terror in that laughter. One night he was awakened by what felt like hands on his throat choking him. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't scream. After 30 seconds, it released its grip and grip and he gasped for air. The same thing happened to his girlfriend the next night. Uh, and another night, um, the brother and the guy were uh, standing outside the back porch sliding glass door when they were talking about a curse on the family and I guess the guy exclaimed outside, I rebuke the, this curse in the name of Jesus Christ. He just finished saying those words when a deafening sound and vibration struck the entire house with such an alarming boom that the neighbors came over to ask if I had heard anything strange. Jesus. He says that he knew it wasn't his imagination. He got out the ladder to see what had landed on top of the house only to find nothing. Things settled down after that, so after he rebuked the curse. Mm -hmm. And he says, to this day, I believe that whatever made that noise also caused the disturbance to go away for a while. And then? Then his girlfriend broke up with him. (laughs) And he met someone online in Michigan. Okay. uh, And he moved to Michigan to be with her. And she didn't believe in spirits, um, but and although he knew better he decided to make her a believer as well so he was like oh you don't believe in spirits right right you want to prove it to real her. fucking smart real original scradley yeah that's like stupid. great what a fucking anyway he really just like to stir the pot i think this shithead i mean i'm not gonna say he deserved it <laughs> but <laughs> So he says, living in a very small town in Marshall, Michigan, there were no stores that sold Ouija boards, so he downloaded one from the internet. He printed it out, and to his horror, the demon returned. It said it came from cyberspace, and when I asked where it lived... Cyberspace? When I asked where it lived, it spelled skull necklace. We didn't think much of this, he says, until I asked it again where it was, and this time it spelled mirror. The there was only one mirror in the bedroom where they were like in the room yeah, that they were in, yeah. which was their bedroom. And uh he heard a scream coming from his girlfriend's seven-year-old niece. Uh 
who was with, I guess she was there with a younger friend. Uh, They looked up at the mirror and they saw a skull necklace swaying back and forth with glowing eyes looking down at them. What? So it turns out that his new girlfriend's son had hung the necklace on one of the posts of the waterbed uh, just a few hours before he downloaded the paper Ouija board. Uh Um, And he said... Uh, that they almost jumped out of their skin. And although three feet of fresh snow had fallen that night, we all found ourselves in the front yard, not knowing what to do, scared and frozen in terror. His girlfriend was fascinated. She drove 40 miles to purchase a new glow in the dark Ouija board. (sighs) Nice. Why the fuck? So the next night we had another session in the same room. Cause why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? The demon immediately comes back. Even without this guy, this guy was like, I'm not participating. So he wasn't even participating and it came back. Okay. The girlfriend's niece, the I guess she had nieces there and they were using the, the planchet. And he was writing, like the guy was writing down um, a color onto a small piece of paper. And then he would crumple it up where no one could see it. And then he asked the young girls to ask the board if it knew what color I had written down. And it quickly moved to yes, blue. Oh. Yeah. Um, he says he then threw the wadded pieces of paper to his girlfriend and she read and it, read it and it was the color blue. Oh. And then they tried the same things with like shapes and words and everything. Okay. The, the guy, the demon knew. Um, oh God, I'm scared to read this. Okay. Um, one night they decided to ask the spirit if it would show itself and it spelled Yes. And told him to turn out the lights and take a picture of the necklace above the board. And he did. And on the upper left-hand corner of the picture, you can plainly see winged skeletons floating about. And they are of the exact same weird shape of this, like, skeleton necklace, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Towards the middle, you can make out hideous faces. I've seen, he says, I have seen at least four evil faces in the picture. He took the picture about six years ago. People have stolen it off of paranormal websites claiming they took it when I know truthfully it was me. I've sent this picture to several experts and they have all said they cannot explain the images inside as if all of this wasn't strange enough. Now comes the really scary part. So now is when he decides he's going to Google the word i'm mad at this guy the name of this demon okay you're mad yeah yeah me too um so he googles the name yeah and a lot of other people have also been contacted by this demon with the same name Mm -hmm. so he's he says that he read about 20 similar stories and he's convinced that it's not a coincidence um so supposedly it's an ancient demon name which possibly stands for the destroyer Claims of demonic possession are associated with it. And um, it's just saying like steer clear from it if it presents itself during a Ouija board session. Right. Um, He's currently researching the phenomena for a book and he's in the initial stages of presenting his findings to a reputable demonologist who's been involved in hundreds of cases of paranormal activities across the world, including a haunting in Connecticut. So what is this thing? Supposedly, it's a three-headed dog demon, which guards the gates of hell. I think I've seen that in, like, that 
imagery and a lot of movies yeah. and things like that. Well, yeah, Harry Potter has the three-headed dog. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it has a tattoo on its forehead that spells out pretty much its name. Mm-hmm. Uh, its name is also a term for as a term that Alistair Crowley claimed meant six six six. Oh, okay. Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin also used the name as a symbol on the Zeppelin 4 album. Um, and it just says, how can so many different people from so many different parts yeah. of the world somehow lie about this spirit? Mm-hmm. And if they aren't lying, then how can you explain these visitations by the wicked entity? Um, it do Is it the devil himself or a wayward demon who has the power to manifest itself wherever and whenever it is called? And then it says, heed my, he says, heed my warnings. If you are playing around with a Ouija board and you jokingly ask it if it has a name and it spells yep. that name, yes. close the session properly, cleanse the house, never ask it again. And if you are brave enough to carry on conversations with the spirit, do not antagonize it or act on its directions. I know what I have seen and I know other people have also come into contact with this spirit. It is dangerous beyond words. I realize not every session results in negativity, but when you play with this mm-hmm. entity, you are playing with fire. Everything I have described here is true, and I am not exaggerating one bit. It may take me years, but I do intend on writing a book about this, as I have many more stories that I do not have time to mention here. They all stem from true events that took place while talking to this demon. I have been told by people wiser than myself that the spirit world is more real than this world um, of so-called reality. Ouija boards can cause many bad things to happen in your life. I am including the Ouija ghost picture within this submission. Maintain an open mind and most of all, be careful. Um, I can't find a picture of it. And even if I could, I'm not fucking putting it anywhere on our social media because I don't want it. Yeah, fair. I don't want it. So we're not promoting this this round. No. We can put a picture of Patience. She seems like a nice lady. Oh, yeah. Patience is more than welcome. I yeah. I mean, of course. She's always welcome. She's a literary friggin' prodigy. Yeah. <sighs> um, We've got a hometown. Sweet. We got hometown. Are we doing hometown before? Yeah, we're doing hometown before Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> yeah. I okay. forgot about that. Okay. So this one came in from... Um, a girl named Lily, and she's from England, from Angan. And, <laughs> and uh, the subject line was paint, panting ghost and pungent perfume. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, my name is Lily. I'm 20 and I'm from England. I've been listening to your podcast so much lately at work. I stock shelves in a supermarket at night and I really want to say thank you for some great entertainment and congratulations on the podcast popularity. Thank you. Aw, thank you, Lily. You're so sweet. My mom calls me Lily. Aw. Yeah. Every time I tell people your name or I'm like, oh, I'm going to Nicolina's, like, who haven't met you before, they're always like, what is her name? And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, like, it's normal, I But swear. today my friend Holly was like, it's a really pretty name. I was like, it is. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, I just thought that's cute because my mom calls me Lily. Oh. Well, thanks, Lil. So Lily then says, I probably scare my colleagues so much because I'm constantly smiling when I'm listening. LOL. (laughs) I have a couple of really spooky stories for you. I never have any creepy experiences, thank God. Touch wood. Although I'm a stupid, dumb bitch and I (laughs) walk. 
dumb bitch. Amazing. She literally wrote that. Although I'm a stupid dumb bitch and I walk around inviting them in all the time because I'm so interested in the paranormal and everything otherworldly. So I was listening to the podcast at work the other night and I was already spooked out because of the stories. I started getting really uneasy at the at one end of the aisle I was working on and at the other end I felt fine. I saw a few white movements in the corner of my eye at the scary end of the aisle. I then got the biggest whiff of a perfume that I didn't recognize at all and I was super freaked out. When I got home at 1am, my sister and my dad were sitting in the kitchen talking and I told them about my spooks. My sister then said that she had some awful and horrible experiences that she wouldn't tell me because she knew that it would terrify me. Ask her to write them into us, please. Yeah. <laughs> when I asked if it was in this house, she wouldn't tell me. Since I get home from work super late, it's dark and everyone is in bed, so I feel super uneasy, especially walking past the pitch black doorway of the dining room. I already feel uneasy in this house, so it makes sense to me. My sister must have a gift or maybe even a curse that I don't, as I never experience anything. She said, though, that in our old house that we grew up in, she was walking down the stairs in the middle of the day and heard the sound of someone panting right next to her ear. Ew. And it was so loud that it almost sounded like an air mattress pump. My dad had his jaw hanging open and said, that happened to me too. Ew. His experience happened in his parents' house when he was a toddler. He's now 56 and it has stuck with him his entire life. He told some more experiences from when he was my age. Him and his friends all went on their motorbikes to this old church at night. We live in a rural area of England called Suffolk, 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 yeah. which has plenty of creepy old churches around. They were all standing in the church talking when the church bell started ringing. Someone has to manually pull a rope in the very top of the tower in order to get the bell to ring. Mm. They looked around and realized no one was missing, so they didn't know who could be ringing the bell. And they all <laughs> fucking legged it, got on our bikes and fucked off. In the words <laughs> of my father. Amazing. <laughs> I love the English. <laughs> Me too. I just love them so much. I want to go visit her. I know. I'm going like, back in when? October. Okay, I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> Another story he had was that him and his friends were all doing a Ouija board in some squash courts that they had broken into at night. The wine glass they were using as a planchette exploded and pieces of glass flew everywhere all over the courts. They all ran and he couldn't remember if anyone took the board home or not. His last story was actually his ex-wife's experience. He couldn't remember if they were going through their divorce or already divorced at this time. Nonetheless, he had still or he still had met my mom and knew her well. My dad's ex-wife did a Ouija board and asked what was going to happen to my dad. The board spelled out Lindsay, which is my mother's uh, and my current dad's or my dad's current current wife's name. Mm -hmm. Creepy, right? A little side story. There's a place near Suffolk. I think it's in Essex called Borley Rectory. I'm from Essex. Are you? Well, it's in Essex and it's called Borley Rectory. Okay, well, I'll check it out. Yeah, please do. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in England. And we saw on Facebook that there's a film being made about it. We all laughed as on Halloween night, um, me, my boyfriend, my brother, and my brother's girlfriend and our friend uh, went there and looked around and did and played with a Ouija board. As of current day, there is just a church, a graveyard, and massive fields. Nothing scary. I think the rectory has been knocked down and there's a brand new house built there too. 
On the door of the church, there is a note that says this church is not haunted. Oh, my God. Anyways, nothing happened at all when we were doing the Ouija board. However, it was actually a Google image picture printed out and stuck to the back of a Cocoa Pops box. So, like, the fucking other story I just read. One creepy thing that happened, though, is that we had one of those ghost hunting app things going when it tells uh, which tells you when where a spirit may be or if any audible words are being picked up. It said that it picked up the word cardboard spooky because our board was just a piece of cardboard. Thank you for reading. If you got this far. (laughs) Sorry, it's a really long email. No, it wasn't. I really hope to hear it on the podcast while you're in luck. I also have. I also have some theories about angels uh, that you might like to hear. Let me know. Of course, we would like to hear them. All of them. Thank you for that one. Lily, so good. I love it. All right. Cool. I'm going to move that one so I don't accidentally read it on a future. Yeah. Future one. Um, Are we going to do play our game, Fuck, Mary Kill? Yes, we are. I have three for you. They're pretty funny. They're scary movie people? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Okay, go. Go ahead. Okay. Regan McNeil. I don't know who that is. (laughs) She's the exorcist girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, her. Jack Torrance. Who's that? The fucking shining guy. Jack Nicholson. Okay, 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 okay. And Jaws. And (laughs) Jaws. So, who would you fuck Mary and Jaws and Jaws and Jaws <laughs> just, just, <laughs> fuck off uh, okay I'm going to marry Jaws you're gonna marry Jaws okay I'm gonna fuck I wouldn't choose Jaws marry I, I don't have to Jaws. fuck him I just have to marry yeah, him yeah fair enough uh, I would kill the exorcist girl she's gone she'd probably be a like she is underage but like She's a demon. I'm not fucking with that. Yeah, true. No. Kill her and fuck Jack. Fuck Jack. Yeah, you gotta fuck Jack. (laughs) He'd probably be wild in bed. Oh my god. Yeah, you gotta fuck Jack. You have to. You have to. You literally have to. You don't have a choice. There's no choice. Mary Jaws. Okay. I'm trying just to just be swimming around. You wouldn't have to worry about him. I just say I do from the yeah, shore. Yeah, yeah, I, I just don't go in the water. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm afraid of my husband. Yeah. I just don't go in the water. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here, guys. Hey, get out of town and take a bus. Okay. Uh, okay, I've oh. got I've got mine. Okay. Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the best one. <laughs> The alien from Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, okay, okay. Yep. <laughs> and Voldemort. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so, what was the first one again? Sorry. Dr. Evil. Oh, Dr. Evil. I would probably marry Dr. Evil. Okay. Yeah. 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 I would kill Alien. Yeah. And fuck Voldemort. Yeah. Probably. Ooh, I don't know. See, when I, I would marry Voldemort. But when I, okay, when I think about it, though, when I think of, like, okay, Mary, so literally I have a fucking, what, I have a marriage certificate with this person, like, when I, I would just go like, to the dark side with Voldemort, like, we would just, like, 
but you'd have to touch him. That's that's what I think about. It's like when Maybe you I should marry him. And- when you marry someone, you don't have to touch. Them. That's true. That's funny, but true. It's funny, but true. But if you're if you fuck someone, like you have to touch them. That's what I think about, and that's why I was like immediately kill exorcist. So okay, girl. I would fuck Doctor Evil. Okay, fuck Doctor Evil. Okay. Marry Voldemort. Okay. And kill alien because yeah. I'm just not into like they freak me out. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I, that yes. would have been what I would have yeah. done. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> like, and they would just be like, like J.K. Rowling would just be like, and Voldemort's wife, who yeah. never, who never appeared, Nicolina, Nicolina Sapelli. <laughs> I'd be famous, so I'd be I'd go with that. <laughs> so good. All right. I married him before he turned evil. <laughs> Die at Jaws. I can't believe Yeah, Jaws. I, can't you just picture Jaws? He like, <laughs> smiling. <laughs> on his way to a little bow tie. <laughs> Happiest day of my life. <laughs> so, who does groomsmen be? Um, I, I forget <laughs> the guys in the story. Oh, okay. Fuck Maybe Nemo? Nemo. Yeah. Fish are friends, yes. not food. All right. I think that's good enough for that's tonight. Good. Do we have any like stuff to the Patreon stuff? Or oh, we didn't even stuff? plug anything yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't plug anything. Yeah. Um, please follow us on our social <laughs> please, media. Please. Please follow us on our please follow us on our social I've, media. I've had a few people follow me and I don't know where they're from. And then I've realized later because I have like mutual follows. Oh. And I see paranormal, I'm like, oh, they must be listeners. So, like, if I don't follow you right away, I don't, it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I'm not sure who you are right away. You mean on your personal account? On my personals, yeah. <laughs> I do right away on our social. No, yeah, me too. I follow back yeah. right away on our social yeah. media. I uh, I don't follow people on my personal social. Yeah. I'm like, like, if you want to see what's going on with yeah. me or like that's totally cool and like it's open and available totally, yeah. for anyone Same. to follow Same. I just I have a rule that I only follow people that I know in real life so I don't follow celebrities on Instagram I don't follow meme accounts I don't follow because I'm the kind of person Fair. who will compare my life to other people and I'll be like my life sucks so bad but I like our other life. podcasters that we talk to too that are we've never met like you don't follow them I do you do well some jules has become like my friend sure. though yeah and that's like exactly i facetime it. with her and i talk to her right 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 so, like, so i, I discovered that her. jules was following me on twitter oh, so she's and i was like i'm so sorry i did not i didn't message her but i meant to being like i oh i didn't God. know that you were following like i didn't recognize the user yes yeah yeah yeah. i got anyway it. so i anyway, just want to say that follow yeah so you can follow the podcast on social media is at paranormal pod on instagram or at paranormal pod underscore on twitter Yep. Your personal Instagram, if people want to follow you, is Nicolina Savelli. Like it's literally my name. And then same with Twitter is the same. Yeah. Okay. And mine is at Splendora underscore for Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. We have our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash paranormal pod. And um we are working on getting merch for our patrons. Yep. And we think we're gonna do a sticker pack. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of what the stickers are going to be just yet, but I'm really fucking excited about them. Like, I'm so, so, so excited about them. Super. Um, so if you want to donate to the podcast, because we don't make money off this thing, 
then you can help us make some money so that we can make pay for better our contact. Well, we can pay for stickers. We can get a better microphone. We can get yeah. like better things for the podcast would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can probably pay for another hosting website so that we can eventually get on Spotify, Spotify which would, would be, be lovely. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I think, oh, and if you have a hometown that you want to submit... You can either DM us on Twitter or Instagram, mm-hmm. or you can email us at paranormalpod at gmail.com. I think we covered it all. Yeah, I think so. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye. <laughs>